And we're back. Welcome to the Poo Poo Platter. It's Triple P. I'm Mike Coscarelli. I'm Justin Perez, and we are your Poo Poo Platter waiters, serving <laughs> you the scrunchiest slabs of meat <laughs> in a Asian-style buffet <laughs> with sauces and spices and MSG. That's right. It's the show that is a little bit of everything. It's Poo Poo Platter. Uh, this week on the show, we have Julie Katakis. She's going to be on uh, later. We talked to her a little bit about motherhood. We talked to her a little bit about um, her, not her sex life, but her old, how, do you, how would you describe it? Her old way of, we're not going to spoil it, but her yeah. old way of making money on the side. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, she talks about a lot of stuff. Uh, and we also tried to have a conversation with her about uh, a different number of topics. We got 30 minutes into the recording and her cat disconnected the wire from our task cam and we lost the entire interview. <laughs> yep. We had a All nice gone. conversation about AOC, yeah. about Dave Portnoy, about unions, about uh, Trump. Uh, just great, great stuff people love talking about. But you'll never hear it because it's gone. It's, uh, it's it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. How did we get here, Justin? Well, we walked here, and then we opened the door, and we walked in. No. Okay. So tonight's <laughs> episode has been uh, uh, quite the production. Um, we started at 8.30. I was locked out of my apartment because I stupidly left my keys in a different bag that I forgot to bring. Stupidly is correct. Stupidly is correct. So then I had to message my ex-girlfriend, who was out getting drinks, because she has my spare keys, which is... Clearly, uh, uh, not the greatest person to have it. Didn't you say your therapist is like this close to dropping you? Yeah, she's like, you need to bring some shit because you're not talking enough. It seems like this is going to be something to bring to the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. So I contacted my ex-girlfriend. My ex-girlfriend was rightfully so doing her thing in the city, uh, getting drinks with coworkers. So I was like, when you get home, just let me know so I, I can grab the keys from you. And uh, we were in the middle of recording. The cat... Knocked it. Oh, I'm sorry. We're in, the, we're in the middle of recording at Julie's apartment. Yeah, we had to go around the corner to Julie's apartment. And uh, her cat knocked out the recording. And then uh, we ended up coming back here to record this bit after the Julie interview. It's been a long night, folks. It's now 11.09. Yeah. This has been a long production to record a one-hour podcast. So having said all that, we do appreciate you listening, uh, as always. Please, if you have not done so already... Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Go over to the iTunes page or Spotify. Uh, we like Spotify too. We, we, lo- we love Spotify. Are we on Spotify? Yeah, we're on Spotify. Are we? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, go check it out. <laughs> uh, leave us a five-star review, please. Every little bit helps. We have some new ones. Um, I sh- should have had the foresight to have them in my hand, well, but I don't. But there's some new ones there that are very good, so we appreciate anybody who's left a new one in the last couple of weeks. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Justin, how was your week? Oh, my God. My week was incredible. I went to the TWA Hotel at JFK with the executive producer of the pod, Miss Corinne Fisher. Yes. Executive producer. All hail Corinne. All hail Corinne. Uh, we went to TWA Hotel. So I don't know if you can tell from the photos. The TWA Hotel was once a TWA uh, air terminal and some... Some guy with a hair up his ass bought it and redid it to look like 1963. It's pretty cool. And it has two beautiful hotel wings. It has a pool and a bar that overlook 
the runways of Terminal 5 in JFK. And so you just, you're at this little pool and you're just sitting there drinking, taking a lot of photos and watching planes land and take off. And uh, it has a beautiful room. We rented a room for six hours for $150. Why did you guys get a room? Uh, we wanted to have a base and that was kind of, and also that was the only way we can get in there. Oh, it, as if you had a room? Yeah, we, we could have rented it for the night for 250 or for a day pass for 150 They usually sell pool passes for a little bit less, but those were sold out. Uh, so we went there. We got very drunk. We took a lot of photos. So many photos that if I posted all the photos, you would think like, you guys are dating. Truthfully, I'm a little jealous of this. Yeah. This was... Uh, I know Corinne has been talking on her podcast a little bit about like how she's feeling about her friends. Uh-huh. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm yeah. right here, Justin. Yeah. I, I work on Guys We Fucked. Uh-huh. I, I, Corinne is one of my closest friends. Uh-huh. And somehow I'm excluded from these plans. <laughs> well, I had the pleasure of having off. And I know you work from home, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but uh, I actually was not working at all. So it was a very easy call for us. And th- the two of us do travel very easily. It's a very easy travel for the two of us. And to sort of get up and go. And we kind of had a routine from last week. So it was nice. Um it just was a good time. We just were making jokes. We're making fun of people. We saw a guy who could only be described as gay, tan Pete Holmes. Hmm. He was uh, a few feet from us, and he was very funny. Hmm. Uh, unlike Pete Holmes. I don't know, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he was very funny, very charming. and uh, <laughs> I'm relatable. <laughs> that's, that's not too far off, yeah. Uh, and it was a good time, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. Oh, also, they have like an old DC-7, like an old old-timey plane mm-hmm. uh, just sitting on a runway and it's parked and then you go in there and it's just a bar. There's seats like a regular old airplane, but it's just a bar. There's a bartender at the back with like a, a nice big bar and then just wink, wink, flight attendants come to you and serve you drinks. Mm. And it was very nice. It was a, overall, it's a great experience, a little overpriced, but I would certainly do it again for the, for the gram, obviously. Got to do it for the gram. Got to do it for the gram. Um, Corinne posted a photo of us that was heavily doctored uh, in which so many women were like, your skincare is amazing. And Corinne is just laughing going, if you know the amount of work I took in post to, <laughs> to, 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 to put this photo up. And then someone said, he looks like a shitty Adrian Grenier. <laughs> <laughs> Not far off. Uh, about me, which initially I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck you. And then I thought about it. And I was like, oh, kind of a compliment. <laughs> that guy was Aquaman. That guy is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so that was my week essentially, and I, you know, I had a weekend. I did stuff. And uh, Mike, how was your week? My week, <laughs> Jesus Christ, my week was fine. Uh huh. Had a happy hour at work on Tuesdays, folks. You ever go to a happy hour with people that you work with? Because mm-hmm. I did f- probably for the first time. Uh huh. I don't think I've ever gone with with anybody from work before. Okay. And it was meant to be a birthday happy hour for like the people that were born in August because we have a lot of August people. Yeah. And I go to this thing mostly because I'm like I'm part of the birthday tribe, so I got to be there because there's gonna be a big toast and a big like, all right, we're celebrating all the August birthdays, and I get there, not one mention of. My birthday. <laughs> Not one mention of anybody's birthday. Wait, when's your birthday? August 30th. Oh, shit. That's yeah. right. We're coming up. Oh, boy. 30 on the 30th, I baby. I get you nothing. I'm fine with that. I okay. don't want to celebrate it. Right. 
All right. So there's no mention of you. So basically, they're like, let's have this big August celebration. Completely forgot about you. It was just a social gathering with people that I work with. And I like to tell you, Justin, I like to leave my work at work. <laughs> Wait, uh, what bar was it? Uh, I, I don't would... fucking know. It was like some German beer garden in the Manhattan. Uh, I really don't know. But we went and it was it was fine. But it's just like I hate forced like work events. Yeah. Like it's mandatory, but it's not calendar. wink, wink right. but it is right. And it's just like a the, it was a Tuesday night, so it's not like I would have been doing that much. I could have been prepping this show, yeah, which might have been better. Yeah, we could have used it. We could have used it this it's rough. Week. It's rough right now. But I don't know. I, I I don't like being put in work situations where I have to like make the appearance and make the. I don't really understand that aspect of of work anymore. Like I don't understand. I think you. If you make friends at work and it's a natural friendship, like I, I do understand like somebody that I, I might be closer to being like, hey, man, what are you doing after work? Yeah. I got nothing to do. You want to like go get a drink or something? Yeah. I understand that. There's just two people linking up and feeling happy and wanting to hang out. What I don't understand is like the organized, like the HR organized, like, okay, like we're going to have a, a work happy hour and like just RSVP if you're coming. This one's going to be at a rooftop. This one's going to be at a fucking it's beer garden. It's all paid for. Don't worry about it. It's not. Oh, no. Of course it's not. Oh, that's right. You don't work at... Oh, wait. You kind of do work at a startup. In I a do work at a startup. Oh, that's sad that they yeah. don't pay for it then. It's just weird to me that it's just like, like just let these things develop or not develop. <laughs> I don't need to be in like a like if I don't if I don't feel a type of way about the people that I'm hanging out like what what am I doing hanging out with people that I'm like whatever about you know not to say that's a, that's not everybody but I feel like you just outed yourself as the fucking company grouch <laughs> I am the company grouch there's no question I'm the company grouch just sitting I'm in the your grouch everywhere don't I go. bother me <laughs> just leave me in my trash can editing my podcast it's <laughs> it's don't, hard I don't care about Sesame Street. <laughs> Does anyone ask about Oscar? <laughs> I live in a trash can. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who you are. You're fucking Oscar the Grouch. It's hard to not be the Grouch at this point in my life. I don't know when the turn happened, but... The turn? Are you the oldest person at your company? No. Who? How old do you think is the oldest person at your company? Not much older than me. Probably like 32 or 33. Yeah. It's probably like like right around... Is there 34. a lot of people under 30? Uh, Yeah. It's a lot of people... Probably, yeah. 30 and under. Ugh. So, I don't know. And the other thing is, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't understand, like, work has evolved in just such a weird way where there's, like, this, like, um, I was talking to my therapist about it. Uh-huh. I'm breaking the hippo, but. Um, <laughs> you can break it. You just can't. She can't break it the other way. Right. I know. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so you're not breaking the hippo. Uh, Are you hurting her? I also called it a hippo. Uh, the hippo. <laughs> the hippo. Like it's like a f- fucking 400 pounds. slip because your therapist is fat, you monster. <laughs> no, she's not. She's very thin. Oh, wow. Um, I, mean, I always picture you with a big woman. No. Wow. My therapist is a, is a tiny, tiny lady of a certain age. What age? Do you want to have a therapist off? Yeah, yeah. Let's do stats. Okay. So age, height, and weight, I guesstimate. Age is probably... And this isn't like two dirtbag guys comparing women. This is two dirtbag guys comparing therapists. Right. <laughs> if I had two, a male two, therapist, two I would mentally still... mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two mentally ill dudes trying to cope. Um, I think my therapist is... <sighs> 60? 60? 60. And, and what would you say her height is? 5'11". 
five four. And wait. Uh hundred and ten pounds, hundred pounds. Okay. Not very big. Okay. Now you're supposed to go. You have a therapist too. I wouldn't do that to my therapist. I uh, respect her as a woman. I really hope she drops you. <laughs> you're really asking for it these days. She's an Israeli woman. I don't know, about five seven, uh, one twenty, one thirty, normal weight. I I, I don't know what lean? to tell you. She's not lean, but she's not like obese. She's a, of normal height and weight. She's maybe five seven, Israeli. She's very nice. Um, and I guess somewhere around that range between 130 and 150. All right. She lives in Westchester. She told me, well, me and me and my therapist had a conversation about this and about uh, what, just about like people, our generation that really put a lot of their self-worth in their career and what they do. Yeah. And then I think with a lot of that self-worth in your career and what you do, when that's your every day and that's the thing that you are, that's like the most important to you, then the people that are there are also de facto the closest <laughs> worldwide leader going off. Um, the, those people are also de facto the people that, you know, you you become closest to because you feel like your work is everything. Yeah. When in reality, it may not be the case. It shouldn't be the case. I don't, I, I really don't understand this like, I don't know, man. I I'm very old school, which should not surprise nobody. But I'm old. <laughs> I'm old school, in the sense that like, you sleep with his socks on. I no, I don't sleep with my socks on. He has a full outfit with a little hat. He goes to sleep in. He no, blows I out don't. a candle. No, he's an old innkeeper. <laughs> I I just think that like like I don't know why there is, corporate America has really tricked everybody into thinking that like work can't just be work, and then you just go home and. It's a blending of everything. If you blend everything, then you have to respond to that email at 2 a.m. Right. If these people are your friends and all that stuff. And like, hey, it's just your friend asking like, hey, is that podcast up? And, right. and could you make sure this is edited by 11.30 p.m.? Right. I know we just had drinks, but hey, what up, bud? It's yeah. me. Like if you I blend. I favor, dude. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you blend everything and your boss seems like a chill bro or a chill chick, then like they have permission to request things of you. Right. That a normal job, like if my job calls me after five o'clock, I'm not picking up. Right. And if I do pick up, I go, I'm sorry, I'm on a boat in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I, I just, when wanna, are you on boats ever? I, I Oh, I forgot. You're, you're, you tried to tell uh, me and the people we were with on Sunday <laughs> that you are an accomplished scuba diver. I am an accomplished scuba diver. Do you know I have three different certifications in addition to working at the New York... Great. Jack me off. The New York Aquarium <laughs> for a year as a volunteer scuba diver. <laughs> Great. Uh, what did you... First off, how far did you go into the beach in the water? We're getting off topic. Okay. How far did you go in the beach? Not very far. How far? I don't, I don't go into... Ankles? I don't go into calves. I, I go uh, knees. You went to knees. <laughs> I went to knees. I don't go into. I don't swim in the ocean. Yeah. I just dip in the ocean. I dip in the ocean. That's right. I see. I have my rules for bodies of water. It's like a biscotti and a coffee. That's right. I only dip. <laughs> I only dip to the knees. That's a hundred percent right. Oh my god! All right. So I think this blending of the fucking work, <laughs> the work life thing, is just. It's just a scam. It's just a scam it to is. me. And my job is so beautiful because it's I work as a court officer at court and it's just a nine to five thing. And if you really call me, my union is so strong that if you call me after five, I will be paid for it. 
there will be hell to pay. I will be paid for it. And I'll probably get like, an, you know, that a boy. Yeah. And they'll take care of me in some way. Whereas your job. Yeah. I just sent Mike a, 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 an email. He didn't, I, it said he read it, but I don't know. I don't, he didn't respond. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy? He's maybe doing something with his life after five o'clock. It's so insane to me, man. And that brings us to the thing that we wanted to talk about that we started to talk about with Julie, but, uh, Dave Portnoy, Dave Portnoy, dude, first off, before we even start, what a grade a scumbag. <laughs> he, he has what I call the most punchable face. He is just like, he is So Dave Portnoy. If you don't know, is the dude that, that, uh, he's the founder of Barstool Sports. He's the president, the current president or something. El Presidente. El Presidente Barstool Sports. He hosts a uh, YouTube show where he just tries pizza throughout New York and places. Yeah, wonderful. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Uh, very cutting edge <laughs> stuff. Uh, so Dave, um, The Ringer, which is another podcast network, media company, content, whatever you want to describe It's like the them. vulture, including sports. Yeah, it's a vulture, but it doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, they have been tweeting out, their writers and some of their staff has been tweeting out, we are going to unionize. And then uh, today, the ringer, the company itself actually recognized them as, to start their union, right? So pretty- today It went through? Yeah, it went through today. So it, it's, it, the process has begun. The company has acknowledged it after two or three days. And so pretty much standard, like, great, good for you guys. Best of luck. I hope the company doesn't go under, and I hope you know the union goes through. So Dave Portnoy responds with, uh, you know my fucking stance on unions. And he links to an article where he shits on unions and describes it as stupidity. It's a really dumb article. And then he also, um, a a um like a like a i don't know like a civil rights slash uh union attorney responds to him saying if anybody who works there would like to start a union please contact me so dave portnoy responds with if anyone responds to this man i will fire you on the spot yep. <laughs> if you slide into his dms i will fire you in the spot to which aoc responds yes, Alexandra to that saying, cortez you know any boss threatening to fire somebody over the form of a union is incredibly dumb and this is illegal and you have rights as workers to form a union and it begins this whole shitstorm. Donald Trump Jr. responds. Yeah. Uh, it, like it just keeps on responding yeah. to a guy who seems to be just saying shit to get publicity for his thing. He's right. selling anti-union shirts on his website now. Right, 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 right. Like right. this is a clown troll man. Right. And he got a very well-respected politician, and then he got the president's son, who's not a well-respected anything. No, certainly not. <laughs> uh, a clown man uh, to respond, and it's just insane. I, it's just insane that a man has a man believes what he says and also gets a response. And I can't even tell if he's 100% serious. Well, here, all right. What is the more disgusting aspect of this? Is it the fact that? He is. He has the anti-union stance, sure. which, I mean, if you're a working person, I think you should naturally be opposed to a boss who is basically saying, like, like fuck you guys, like, you can't... Uh, here's what I think of you. You're going to work for me at the wage that I set. You have no negotiating power. You have no rights as a, as a worker. Uh, the workforce means nothing to me. I will exploit you for everything that, that you can be I don't need a union it. to come in here and to sort of look at what I'm doing. Trust right. me. Trust right. me on this. I treat you guys good. Right. That's what he's trying to say. Right. And that's the thing that companies like Amazon, Walmart, 
McDonald's, they all say the same thing. Right. And you hear over and over, you won't believe it, but they're taking advantage of <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, right, right. They're making work 12-hour days, and right. I'm competing against the computer that has a simulation of a right. human and how many things I can fit in a box and ship it off to, to Mike Coscarelli in right. Astoria. So there's that aspect of it. Yeah. But the other aspect of it is that he's doing it publicly. He's, he's doing it, it publicly. The face of a company. Brazenly. Basically challenging any new I co- any dare comers. you. Yes. To say that he's I de- cannot He's challenging AOC to a debate? What is he thinking? He's literally like taking... A, like, do you remember those old-timey things of the Prohibition? And they take an axe to like booze and yes. it spill out? It's kind of like that, but he's just like, these are the unions. I'm cutting it up. Yeah. No more unions. I'm a union buster. Now, if we go back and we look at like the history of unions in the United States, we talked about it a little bit last yeah. week. Yeah. The importance of the union, how it got us the 40-hour work week. Yeah. It, so you can't be exploited to work 80 hours and work yourself to death. Basically... And we, to, we, the workers, because we are workers, Justin, yeah. had to fight for that. Now, yes. I did not have to fight for that because my great-grandfather did yes. but it was a it was a basic human right that was being completely just ignored and denied yes. for so many years by the bosses let me give you an example of what a union does for like my job per se i'm a court officer i work in law enforcement and a very simple thing that my union does is it they take dues out every paycheck maybe like i don't know 10 bucks or something every paycheck goes to a fund they provide the dental. They provide the eye care uh, for myself. They also are the one who chooses our health care. They sort of do all that. And then in addition to that, they, uh, for example, uh, we're guaranteed to, to, for an hour of, of lunch every single day because mm-hmm. we're only paid for 35 hours a week. Now, if for some reason the judge, what will happen is the judge will say, you know what, let's finish this witness. Let's... I know we're supposed to break at one for lunch. Let's go to like one fifteen to finish this witness on the stand. Okay. All right. And I'll see you guys back at two o'clock. And it's like, that's 45 minutes. Now my union is so strong that although it's just 15 minutes, what happens is a judge will be like, it's only a half hour. It's only 20 minutes. You know what I mean? They keep on pushing it. And so what the union does is, is it comes in and says, if this goes a minute under an hour, guess what? You're getting overtime or guess what? you're going to get time to get that lunch, a full hour lunch. The judge either has to come back later or you're getting paid for the hour. There's no sort of thing about it because you're not going to take advantage of us because we are strong as a union. Right. As, as, a, as a whole, we're stronger. We will not work for you. We will not do stuff for you. Right. We will fucking do our thing to make sure this doesn't ha- happen. Now, fast forward to modern day and let's even put it into the sphere. <laughs> this of, happened this week. Of, <laughs> let's, yeah. Modern day. Yeah, the judge this the 20s. did that this week. Uh, let's put it into my, uh, let's put the ball in my court, right? Uh-huh. In, into my, my field in sure. media. Um, everyone that works in media is a snake. Yes. And that is the reason why a union would never work. Uh, I mean, the ringer is doing it and I know Gimlet and podcasting is doing it. Everywhere else. I mean, I can tell you, I got fully taken advantage of when I worked at Cumulus. The difference was that the CEO of the company would try to at least make it seem like they weren't taking advantage of us. Yeah. They would do everything they can through press, through fucking, you know, quarterly meetings or sure. monthly addresses to the, to the company. Yeah. Yeah. They would try to make it seem like at least like we're working really hard. We're working towards a, you know, a, a common goal. Yeah. Uh, we have all this in common and we just, you know, this was a down year. Everybody's got to sacrifice. Yeah. When, when really the truth is that you are not getting your piece of the pie. Yes. Uh, because this fucking CEO is, is first off 
you know, Cumulus, <laughs> Mary Burner was a disaster. Uh, she was the CEO of Cumulus and she used to, they, <laughs> they just lost all their, they lost, um, they sold all their radio assets in New York City. We're getting so inside here, but I just <laughs> and they published a newsletter where they tried to say something how how the the negative costs them losing money was a good thing because uh, I can't remember how they framed it, but they basically are framing the fact that they've gone bankrupt and and everything like in a way that's like it's a positive for us. It's a po- but that I can live with. I can sort of live with with corporate backtalk fucking double talk uh hey you know you guys are doing a great job and it's all good and whatever i i think it's worse to work for somebody who is such a brazen dickhead that it's a fear tactic yeah even if he's just trying to be funny and entertaining and it's even if like i've seen some writers come out in defense of him saying like he's actually a nice guy this is all bluster he does for publicity even if that's the case there's someone who probably doesn't know him in the company who thinks this is real i would bet and I can't form a union. This guy's going to fucking fire me. This is my first job in media. I need this job. Or this is typical media shit, which we've talked about with other companies. The idea that you're just a stand for the content. Yep. There's some people that just want to work at Barstool because they think that it's a fucking, that there's beer on tap and there's fucking, you know, you get to just. Saturdays for the boys. Exactly. And they just want to do it. It doesn't matter how much they're getting paid. It doesn't really. There's tons of media companies that operate like yep. that. Where the, the privilege is to work for the brand. And that's not a privilege. Work is work. Work sucks no matter where you are. No matter what brand you work for, if it's sports or if it's fucking movie, it's still Even work. Even if you're a writer sucks. for a comedy show, you're fucking miserable. You have to yes. sit there from 10 to 6, 10 to 7, writing shit. Just thinking things out of the ether in a room with people think, you vaguely know. Think of it like this. Think about when you have to go to work every day. And then think about all the other times you're doing anything else and how much you'd rather be doing anything else. <laughs> think about that. It doesn't matter what it is. Think if about you play that. Magic the Gathering, if you go on boats, if you fucking, <laughs> if you cut gathering. yourself, you'd probably rather be doing that than be at work. Think about that weird random holiday you had, like a Columbus Day you have off and, and just how happy you are sleeping in and just existing. You know what I mean? And now if we had strong enough unions in 2019, by now you'd think the natural progression would be that maybe strong unions could have negotiated something like a a four-day work week. Why not (laughs) at this point? Why not? Do you, in the age of email and the age of all this stuff, do you really think you can't get your work done in four days? I do it. I work from home on Friday. (laughs) Wink, wink. Uh, listen, I'm more for uh, less hours at work. I, I think 11 to 3 is a perfect thing. Of it. 11 you- to 3 would be so good. <laughs> I would like to do 11 to 3. 40. No, I'd like to do 11 to 3 Monday through Wednesday and then 12 to 2.30 on Thursday <laughs> and then off the rest of the... And I'll, I bet I'll get all my work done. Yeah. I'll bet you. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, I'll enjoy this... this, this this thing we call Enigmatic life. prism <laughs> called life <laughs> and oh, not man, resent everybody great. that I work with and, and my bosses and, and all that. Yeah. I, I mean, we're basically arguing to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why that's a bad thing. <laughs> I agree. I think the Swedish people have it correct. They seem to be happier. They're not doing much. They're not exporting a lot. Justin, but is life not meant to be lived? Yes. <laughs> this it, brings us to another thing. So Ben Shapiro, who is a right-wing uh, piece of shit, 
another punchable face. Yeah, more so than Dave Portnoy, I think. So, so Portnoy and Ben Shapiro both have what I call a homeless guy on the train is going to pick somebody to punch. He's going to pick that face because oh, yeah. he's such a punchable face. Yeah, yeah. Everything about him. He's just He does look like a little weasel. Weasel. Yeah. Fast-talking weasel. We'll put this up on the Instagram account. Uh, who would you rather punch in the face, uh, Ben Shapiro <laughs> or Dave Portnoy? Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, ben Shapiro was on his stupid podcast this week, and he said uh, something along the lines of... Uh, actually, I have the quote. He says... Um, uh, if you are in a position where you are working two jobs or more than one job, then it is a you problem. Meaning that if you have to work two jobs to survive and feed your family, it's your fault. It is not the boss's fault. So what I'm saying is that if you have a position where you are working a lot of hours, but you're not making a lot of time, then it is a you problem. And it's not a me problem. It is a you problem. It's a and, you and, problem. And that's what I'm saying to you. So that is, to me, I don't, I'll let you talk about it in a second too, but... From where I sit, that is the opinion of somebody who has never actually had to work like a real difficult job or more than one real difficult job yes. in their life while also going to college or who who, all, who knows, what raise a child, do whatever. There's a million different things. At certain stations in your life, there can only be certain jobs that you can get. Yep. And you know what? You can maybe get two similar type jobs or two jobs that are vastly different, but one is in the field that you love but you're at the bottom of the ring and you're in like, let's say you want to go into radio broadcasting or tough you, field. Yeah. Or, or you want to be a PA in movies, yep. which is a shitty underpaid thing. But you know what? I'm really well paid as a bartender. So I'm going to do that also. And people do it. People do it because that's how, sort of how you get ahead. It's, it's he's basically knocking a hustle, which is yeah. such a bold thing. It's such a bold thing to say, like, I'm knocking the hustle off people. If people want to work two fucking jobs, let them work two fucking jobs. I think the thing he's knocking are the people that are, like, that are just not educated enough to actually have, uh, like, one real salaried middle management desk job, which is what I think he's, I think he's referring to the, the Mexicans, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> the people from South America that come here and need. He the brings jobs. up Uber at one point too. It, it, it's just a, it's just a disingenuous argument. It's, it, it's disingenuous because it's not to, like he tries to bring up. Here's what he does. He will give you an argument by dropping stats from one specific thing. He will give you a specific thing of a Census Bureau or a uh, sort of poll or something. He'll give you an effect. And he'll give an argument that is sounds logical, and f if you are taking his fact base as the only way that this is so, so what he does is I think he describes how uh, people who have second jobs are really only like account for like seven or six percent of the population, and that's according to Census Bureau. But it's like you're not including people who do not respond to Census Bureaus, which are illegal immigrants, a lot of times, mm -hmm. and you're not really keeping in mind like i don't know perhaps it's changed since the time like there's all these different things that he he's not really he's skimming over because it doesn't fit into his argument but because he has a platform and he speaks really fast and he does this thing where he gets really intense and he doesn't let you get a word in edgewise he sounds intelligent but it's he's a dumb person right, right. <laughs> he's a dumb person the core of his argument is if you're if you you're too dumb to have one well-paying job it's on you I mean, have that with anybody in the world. Has he ever been in New York City? 
Yeah, yeah. Have one, a conversation one okay with okay paying job can barely keep your lights yes, on. Yes, and has nothing to do with me being smart. I have a well paying job. I've at times had a second decent paying job to supplement my well paying job. I mean, does it make a difference? No, it it really makes a difference to my lifestyle and what I want to do. But it's not like I'm some dummy like I can't get a good job. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. fucking crazy. The thing that I don't get though, and this is like to to this sort of hits both Portnoy and Shapiro. I don't understand the support for it. People are people are like backing him up. So people love that Portnoy said this and is like going after AOC. Well, Portnoy, the people who like it are like tech bros, venture capitalists who do like people who have no problem because they'll never be a part of a union. It's not a possibility to them. Right. You know what I mean? Like me and you, it's possible. I'm I'm in a union. It's very possible you might be in a union one day. Who knows, man? I'm like, not opposed to it. Yeah. I might even start one, Justin. <laughs> How about that? Betches union. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. Uh, so, so from his perspective... Of course, those people are going to back him. And same thing with people who have one well-paying job at, at like, uh, you know, at, at some finance uh, firm or something or like a bank or something. Yeah, you have one job that pays you really well. And guess what? You work 60 hours as right. if you had two jobs. You might as well have two jobs. You might as well have two jobs because that's fucking crazy. And you basically do have two jobs. You have your finance job and then... You have the job of making sure your heart doesn't explode from all the cocaine. <laughs> and you have your job of buying Patagonia vests right. <laughs> and wearing them at a very inappropriate time. Speaking of which, on sale right now. Oh, you got my email. Promo code poo poo. <laughs> yes, please check out Patagonia. Nothing off. Our friends who want nothing to do with uh, I Patagonia. Patagonia does not opt into sales. Like when they do, like uh, Black Friday, I went to Dick's Sporting Goods and I, I was like, I was like, shit, they have Patagonia here. It was like the sto- whole store was like half off. And I walked up to the section that had Patagonia stuff, and clearly it was like this. Uh, this vendor has opted out of the Black Friday sale. They do their own thing. <laughs> yeah. They really do their own thing. They did donate all their Black Friday sales from like two years ago to, to uh, charities promoting the Earth. Lovely, great company. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, long story short, um, listen. If you're if you're into Barstool, it's it's. Uh, they feel like the all right at this point. <laughs> Do you not feel, feel like that way? I don't go in there enough, to be honest. It just feels a little douchey to me. That's really the thing. That I, I think they, they've said some sexist things. They've done some shitty things to their own writers a few times, which I thought has been bizarre. Um, I just don't find them particularly funny. It, my main thing is they're not funny to me. Right. So I don't give a shit about Barstool. All right, well, let's settle that. <laughs> I'm yawning, so I think it might be time to get to our guest. All right, let's welcome our guest. Yeah, coming up next, we have uh, Julie Katakis, as promised. She's a very funny comedian. You can also see her as Madge the Vag, uh, which is a scary mommy production. Uh, please welcome to the show the very funny Miss Julie Katakis. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, yourself. I was like, wait, turn what off? <laughs> Your attraction to us. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> There's no off switch. Uh, all right, and that voice you hear is Julie, the man, Katakis. The man. <laughs> She's one of the funniest people we know. Uh, we recorded well. a 35 minute podcast with her. It wasn't quite 35, but it, we were getting, we were about 30. And then <laughs> Julie's beautiful cats came over. 
and mauled <laughs> Justin and myself and then uh, unplugged our task cam. Yeah. It's funny because they've never acted that way around yeah. stranger. It's just always go away. the way it is. My dog has never taken a shit <laughs> he, in somebody's apartment. He literally until I been never to my apartment. eat six slices until... <laughs> I'm well, eating six slices. It seemed that the pizza that you ordered, uh, yeah. Table eighty seven shout out, made them get a little frisky. Yeah, yeah. they went a little nutty when Let's the, get into the pizza that cat came. Frisky. I think yeah. it had to do with the pizza, yeah. which is unusual. I think, right? Don't, cats don't really like. I, do cats get excited over food? Yeah, they I mean, do? all the cats I've known. Yeah, they like. Well, well, no, those are kittens, so they, it's not like they lived on the streets. My other cat was a street cat. Mm-hmm. So he only ate riffraff, street cat, like human food. You don't mean that. Uh, <laughs> that was cute. Thank you. Well, our our dilemma here, folks, is that we're trying to avoid having the exact same conversation. <laughs> uh, how do you how do you stage? So we were having a conversation basically about. Um, we started off talking about Dave Portnoy, the guy who owns Barstool Sports, uh, going off on Twitter about how uh, if any of his employees. Uh, contacted a lawyer to join a union did you hear that like is yeah. that why you laughed no oh you're gonna hear it on the podcast <laughs> I'm laughing because we're <laughs> having the same exact conversation and we have to pretend I'm trying to think if I should bring up something that I brought up before like is it gonna yeah, be funny yeah. this time <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, we had to do the show that we planned on doing. All right. <laughs> even though, even though so the Dave fucking... Portnoy essentially clap back because... Clap, ooh, clap back? Clap Say back. That? It's yeah, a yeah. big term now. So the the president of Barstool essentially clapped back at the Ringer employees because they were talking about unionizing on Twitter, all their writers, and Dave Portnoy essentially told his employees on Twitter, if any of you contact this labor attorney on Twitter, yeah. I will fire you on the spot. And so yeah. what happened was AOC and a bunch of other people fucking responded. The world at large. The world at large is saying, uh, you know what? Uh, Unions have gotten us the 40-hour work week and two days off and uh, collective bargaining and sports and free agency and a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fuck you. Dude, unions, like, like this is something that we did not talk about last time. I'm so pro-fucking-union. It's insane. Union, we don't have enough unions. Yeah. I'm in a union right now. I have a four... I have deferred comp, which is money I put away every paycheck for when I'm uh, near death. And I have... Uh, not far the, away. <laughs> it's the coming. way you eat. <laughs> the way you eat. You're not, you're not looking good. Uh, you're you both not looking good. <laughs> You've been looking like you are on your period for six years. I've known you. Julie Katakis. Wow. <laughs> I am on it right now. Are you? Yeah. I fucking knew it. I Thank could you. smell it. Oh. That's disgusting. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so gross. Is creepier to say? I could smell it. Uh, well, really to pivot completely Just, from this. Oh my God. Uh, Julie, I've known you for years. I've known you for what? Going on seven years maybe? No. What? What do you mean No. No, I, five, six I years? only worked at that place for five years and I didn't meet you right after I started working there. So I've known you before that. Not known me that long. I've known you in comedy. We were not much longer. Okay. So let's say four years. Maximum. Oh my God. Well, me and Julie have <laughs> known Splitting hairs here, yeah, folks. Yeah, this is really <laughs> five years. What are you fucking crazy? Four. <laughs> so, it's been only like four maximum. But we've had like um, a strong friendship. 
<laughs> we've had a friendship. Yeah. No, we've had a very lovely friendship. That's been fueled mostly by proximity to each other <laughs> and proximity to each other's jobs. Well, jo- anyway. Justin's failing to mention that he moves everywhere I move. <laughs> you guys do live oddly close to each other. No, no, no this, this is the second time. the second time. time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's like, oops, I just moved right around the corner. I'm like, hmm. Oh, interesting. keep happening? That's so weird. You got a new house? Uh, <laughs> what area? Yeah, this is the second time Julia's moved and both times I've moved within t- a block from and her. And then he feigned surprise at how close I was. Oh, I didn't know you were this close, <laughs> Julie. Yeah. You were nay this year and born here and you were just here this uh, two hours ago because <laughs> I follow you everywhere. I drink your sweat. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, so we've been friends for a while. So, Mike, I want to ask you some <laughs> trivia questions really quickly about Julie. Oh. About Julie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I right. going to know that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good. Um, Julie, I'm not going to go places you don't want to go. Okay. Okay. Um, first question. How big is Julie's vagina? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, how big is it? How big no one is will it? be honest about In that. Inches. <laughs> Normal size. <laughs> um, is that correct? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mike, one for one. Yes. This is a little section I like to call Knowing Julie. Knowing Julie. It's a new bit bit that we're going to do every time Julie gets asked. Nobody knows anything. We're like, what the fuck? You can say anything, honestly. Yeah. All right. Do you hear that? Uh, All right. Question number two. The audience clicking it off. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these questions will be Julie based and some of them will just be woman based. Okay. All right. Julie. Okay. Question number two. Does Julie get to play too? Julie's gonna get. She's gonna give you the correct response. I just get to be humiliated by this. Yeah, idea. yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Question number two. Does a woman lactate pre-birth, during birth, after birth? Does a woman lactate pre-birth, birth, or after birth? Michael, what is your answer? After birth. After birth. Yeah. I Julie. want to know what your answer is first because you asked that as if you were trying to catch it. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Uh, Michael, where's the clitoris? <laughs> Just asking because I don't think you Does know it. Anyone like me? Is oh, yeah. A female orgasm a myth? <laughs> um, it's it's after birth, right, Julie? Yeah, like great after. All right. You you produce a different type. Of col- I think it's called colostrum, and mm. then it turns into breast milk. Oh, okay. Babies need different things. What's colstrum? It's like a different liquid that comes out of your boobs that is appropriate for the baby. I forget exactly. And so two for two. Two for two. Two for two. And it starts directly as soon as you give birth, right? Yeah, I guess so. It was probably, I didn't come out beforehand, but yeah. You weren't like sitting there like... I wasn't sucking my own tits. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I can't. I would do that. I, know, I would do that. If I could in, reach them, maybe, but I can't. They're in nothing. eighth grade, I tried to suck my dick, and I got the tip in. <laughs> you all have done that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. You got the tip? Yeah, I got the tip. Did you throw your legs over your head, or did you bend down? So I was in like an office chair, because that's what I had in my room to watch porn. <laughs> Wait, not for your desk to do homework yeah yeah well i would take it for, okay so this is okay we're totally get off track now <laughs> i yeah i agree <laughs> well it's gonna bring some spice back okay um so i had an office chair and when i want to watch porn because this is back in like the late 90s early 2000s yeah, sure what i would do is i would sort of put on porn either on a vcr and i do it at night and i'd like do it super low and I'd put a blanket over the TV and a blanket over me and on my little chair pulled up very close to the TV so I can hear the sound a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would jerk off. And so one time I just was in that office chair and I just sort of like, I, I, didn't, do, I didn't throw a leg over, but I just kept on like creeping closer and I was very flexible 
and you know, uh, <laughs> I got flexible. flung, and uh, and I got the tip. Well, good for you. Yeah, Did so. you just like tickle it with your tongue? I licked it, and it was so physically uncomfortable that's that was all. I could, it. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't like I, I wasn't gonna jerk myself off in my mouth. Oh, so that's the, and there are blowjobs. They're so physically uncomfortable. They're so physically <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> all right, okay. Ma- Michael. Yeah. Back to no, 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 and Julie. <laughs> No, 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 no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 who is Julie? <laughs> uh, number three. Yeah. Julie's child is of what descent? Because I don't even know. <laughs> you have an idea. <laughs> I, mean, I, I only know half of that. Yeah, well, you know, you know, you have an I idea. I know, I know. I'm joking. All right. Greek? See, okay, that's one half Greek. The other half. Is. What do you think the other half is, Mike? I don't know how you got it with Katakis as the last name. <laughs> <laughs> Anthonopoulos is, is my um, daughter's name. That's really hard. What did the other, the other like aspect of this is what did I don't like? want to say anything that would be exactly. like You're gonna be offensive. Come off racist. No, no, yeah, no. yeah. Use your racism, and what did she look like to you? <laughs> It's not Hispanic? racist. Hispanic? All right. Oh, Hispanic I mean, is, is Hispanic your final but answer? Oh. Hispanic's my final answer, but I have a counter question to you. Yeah. Do we really not know? No, we know. I oh. know. Uh, oh. Do you know? Yes, I know. I told you? Okay. Uh, I, I believe the answer is... Do you know his is, name? No. <laughs> Where does he live? No, you don't know that. Uh, I believe the answer is Egyptian. You are correct. Yes, uh, so Egyptian. Damn it. He's a Greek Egyptian. That's sort of like Hispanic. Been on the Ritz, King Tut. All right. <laughs> All right. Question number four. Okay. Yeah. Knowing Katakis. Uh, question number four. This is all going to be taken out. Yeah. No, this is all we have. <laughs> Nothing can be taken out. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Um, did Julie ever sell clothing for money to men? Ever. Online. Ever. Ever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> what was that clothing? What was that piece of clothing? It was a piece of clothing? It was a piece of clothing. Piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it underwear? Ahead. That's correct. It was? Did you ding, sell ding, like soiled underwear? To I sure did. Soiled. You did? <laughs> I did. I caught it before it got we- like got overly saturated. Get it? Really? And then it, you know, Craigslist shut down. So wait, explain. I did it for wait. six months. But, but explain the process of this. You sold, you did this often? For a, a period of, a short period of time. I did it every day. I feel like you got into it because we knew... We had mutual friends who were like doing other. No, everybody thinks that, you know, in high school, everybody said, oh, you're dressing like that because your best friend Jamie is dressing like that. No, actually, it was my idea. It was your idea. It was totally my idea. And I got her into it. Oh. She didn't stick around in my world very long. She, Mine was she went the on to world. more advanced uh, Immediately, sales. pretty much. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I'm... 
How did it start, Julie? Uh, yeah, we you were selling houses. This. I was just renting studio apartments. <laughs> All right. Uh, bring us through the process. So you're like, I'm going to start selling my underwear. Well, it started off as a joke because I was looking. <laughs> <A> great joke. <laughs> <laughs> it started off. I was on Craigslist looking for a brides, a funny bi- bridesmaid's dress for a play I was in. Uh-huh. And then as I'm going through that, I see ladies selling their undergarments. And I'm like, what? Nadia, seriously? Can you actually make money doing that? And then I made it. I was putting it on facebook i even made videos pretending to be nadia i, I don't sell you my <laughs> yeah i remember this <laughs> sexy smell anyway and then i <clears throat> as a joke on facebook too i tried a bra and someone responded and i was like interesting and then one day i just put an ad out and i got all these <laughs> these responses craigslist, and i was selling a, at least one pair a day during the week and i was just like oh go to starbucks here go to starbucks there quick like 10 minutes 10 minutes there and it was like an extra $500 a week. Wow. For, it was that much money? Yeah. Sometimes more, sometimes less. Or, on I mean, average, what would you get dollars. for uh, an underwear? I never went lower than $50. So what is what defines soiled? You like, just have to wear it. I mean, yeah. you would make it seem like a lot of stuff happened in those underpants. It was a story. <laughs> so like what... It was about the story. What would people... So you put up an ad selling yeah. underwear, mm-hmm. right? Like it would say something like that. Like what would it say? Um, well, I had a very interesting way of writing because mm-hmm. I knew the fetishists in the world. Yeah. They were a very articulate type, uh-huh. meaning they loved flowery scents and flowery ways of speaking. So I would write very well and I would write a very descriptive paragraph about what maybe happened in them. And I'm not saying it would be a sexual paragraph. I'd be like, mm-hmm. I woke up and I did this and did that. I went jogging. But I would write things in a, a particular way. I'm a writer, you know. <laughs> and um, it's funny because if I put it on, everyone knew who it was because I wrote it in a certain way. Oh, so they knew it was like, oh. Like, oh, is this, is this who I think it is? Is this Madam J? Whatever, yeah, my name was. And oh. then and then I, they, we would... They would contact me. I would see if they're normal. You could tell. And then that was it. What would be the the tell that they weren't normal? Oh, the way they talk to you. You could tell if they're respectful or not. And if you... T- it was just in a co- in conversation, just like online dating. You just, yeah. It's how you converse with someone. How do they speak to you? Are they polite? Are they like, you go do this? You know, it just depends on how do they respond to your, you know, requests of things. It's just, you know, it's not that hard. Yeah. Justin, I got to say, in a million years, I did not think that your bit was going to get us to a place that was interesting. <laughs> oh, I, I <laughs> and, know her well enough. That and, I knew where it was going. It would bring us to some place we, we actually got there. Um, I have so many more questions about this. Did you, um, so you would meet them, I remember you used to do this, you'd meet yeah. them at Starbucks. Yeah. Would they ask to see like a little flash of the underwear or something? Usually, yeah. Like to, to verify it. and then yeah. you'd go in the bathroom, right? While you were wearing it or you would just... Oh, I didn't do that in person. I'm sorry. No, uh, I did not do that in person. Of course not. But um, maybe a picture. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. To be like, these are the ones you're going to get. Yeah, so they know you're actually wearing them. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they didn't. Every now and then they did. It was not a big deal. So thinking like a cheapskate... Would you buy like cheap yes. underwear from Amazon or something? On Fulton Street. Rainbow? Uh, was it Rainbow? It was one of those cheap stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 99 cents, you could get really decent little underpants. And I would just go every now and then and buy like 20 pairs. <laughs> and Makes sense. That's $20. Buy them in bulk. For 20 pairs. Yeah, you keep and your margins would, high. Yeah. yeah. And I would, I would sometimes ask And on average, like, like, like how much like, would you get for a, a pair of underwear? At least $50. At least $50. So, so at least 50 upwards of? 
the most was 500. What? Wow. <laughs> What? Yeah. Imagine. Oh man. But he, oh, you know, man. he was trying to buy more. In the, he was in, trying to make an investment and it didn't go anywhere. Investment. Going investment. to do that. If he paid 500, like, could he be like, just go for a run or something? Oh well, there were there was a guy who, and I didn't do it to be honest, but yeah. he was like, I would like these to be as sweaty and dirty as possible. Oh, wow. Shave down there. He was just like into all this kind of like <laughs> dirtiness. Yeah. And not there's anything wrong with not shaving, but there's an idea that you're gonna hold the smell, maybe. More. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, sure, but I couldn't possibly wear them for days on end. That's just not even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not healthy. Yeah, yeah. It's not comfortable for you either. I want you, yeah, to, get, so, I want you to get a yeast infection. <laughs> right. And send it to me. So all I would do, <laughs> I would have an active day in them, and then you put them in a Ziploc baggie, and it gets, you know. Musty. Yeah, from musty. There. yeah, yeah right, yeah. right, right. And just be like, oh, I just took them off now. No. <laughs> Sicko. You're playing the game. Yeah. yeah. All but right. He was happy. All right. Next question. Next question. Um, Chili, do you have any questions? Do I have a question about me? Yeah. Will I can you test? find happiness? No, no, no. No, can, no, can you test? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, okay. Without a doubt. That's why we're here. Uh, can you test Mike on anything? I. I I, I'm kind of tapped out right now. Test hit. Some friend. Um, ask Mike a question about yourself and see if he can figure it out. About myself? I'll try to think of one right now. Um, I don't know. I wasn't prepared for this. What kind of beer do I like to drink? <laughs> We went from soiled panties to beer? <laughs> uh, what the hell? What was my dog's name that just died? That I don't know, <laughs> man. Stella. Well, all right. Justin clearly didn't think this out the way I had anticipated. Well, we got someplace fun. But there was something else that we wanted to, to talk about outside of our uh, Dave Portnoy Bleacher, Bleacher Report. Wrong company. Barstool Sports uh, Union debacle. Mm. And uh, Justin's... It's a conversation that I've been meaning to have with you for a while, and Julie is in agreement with me. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a problem mm -hmm. that myself and many of your friends have had with you in your personal life. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, Justin, this is your intervention. Great. For <laughs> having red receipts on, on your messages. Okay. Why do you do that? Um, I like to do it because I'm very bad. Um, at responding to people and it, it gets me to respond to people immediately because I know that they saw that I saw their text and it forces me to do it. it it's like accountability in my end. Do you buy that? I, I mean, the, the reason why I'm not saying I don't buy it. But it's flawed reasoning because we all assume you've read it no matter if that horrible little red sign comes up. But the question is, do you respond right away now that you have the receipt on there? Or mm -hmm. are you using it as a tactical move to get into people's heads and let them know? It's a, like you're big timing them. Do you think I like? I read this. Stop texting me. Yeah, I'll get back to you when I, I feel I like it, it, and it's not worth responding. <laughs> exactly. Is that wait? Do you feel that way? Like sometimes when I don't respond to you? Uh, oh wow! I don't love the red receipts. I red hate receipts the red to me receipts. usually it usually is something that you do like like for work. Oh, I didn't even think of work. I was gonna say when when you're dating a girl and and you want like you don't want to date her anymore. 
Oh. It's like a power really? move type thing. Oh my god! Yeah, that's what I mean, people do. I can tell you. I read this so and I'm not answering. I've been at the game for a little while, <laughs> but I could tell you that, like, when so when uh, he'll never hear this, but uh, when my girlfriend's sister broke up with her boyfriend, there was a lot of conversation about now you should put red receipts on just in case he like texts you and is like, hey, like, what's up. So he can see that you saw the text and then you don't like get you back to respond. him. You don't respond. Yeah. No. I, just, I mean, I know when I text someone and they don't text back, I'm like, oh, I guess they don't want to talk to me. Yeah, without right. The, I, I know this without the red receipt. Yeah. Right. But it really like hits at home. You know what I mean? It does. It's like they're saying it says red and although you're not typing it, so you're saying I read it. Uh, uh, <laughs> can I ask a question? So is, is your husband good at texting back? Yeah. Is that like a foundational piece of your relationship? I, I do think that's a very big deal. To me, it is a big deal because yeah. I'm very good at responding. Yeah, I think you are. But the red receipt thing specifically. <laughs> so let's not, like, <laughs> all right, you're married, right? Yeah. So if you were in a relationship with this guy before you guys got married uh-huh. and he had red receipts on and then you get to a point where you are getting serious, you're engaged, about to get married. Now you're married. If he still had red receipts on, do you not think that it's worth having a conversation with him and going like, why do you have these on? Yeah, I don't like red receipts. I find it weird. I think it's a, it's exclusively for a job where, you know, at work, I, I like to make sure, I don't have this even on at work, but if I know someone got it, then I'm like, oh, good, they got this important email, does right. require a response. Right. Like that kind of thing. That's right. the only time it's important, but in normal relationships, you should have the ability to respond, mm-hmm. and also you shouldn't need a <laughs> receipt. Right. I don't know. I just think it's odd. It's weird. I also don't like when people like my my comment I just made. Yeah, that's a I little weird that. too. So, what do you out of all like the the fun tips and tools and stuff that people do now? On texting, what is your least favorite thing? Well, I, I've always hated a genuine LOL. Yeah. I hate when people are like, they end their sentences with lols. I find that so very annoying. Well, it's I like a nervous tick through text. Yeah, and they don't know how to end a sentence. So they're like, oh, I'm not going lol. And it's yeah. not, I'm like, but you're not saying anything funny. So you're just ending, like, you don't know how to express what you're saying. So you're right. adding a lol. And it's over and over and over. I think yeah. the, I hate the lol more than anything. Yeah. I don't like emoji. I hate the, um, I don't know, emoji. Yeah, the shrug. I hate when people do the little eye turny things. Yeah. Like you're adults. I guess maybe I'm, I think I'm, I aged, my age is, isn't conducive to being okay with all the, I'm too old for it. Does your daughter use emojis? I'm assuming she has a cell phone. No, she doesn't have a cell phone. No? No. But How when she been? uses one, she, she uses mine. Yeah. She'll eventually, she doesn't need one yet, but she, she gifs like crazy. Oh, okay. She's a jiffer. Yeah, kids love GIFs. They love to GIF. So, how old is your daughter? She's nine. Nine? Yeah. So, at what age do you think the cell phone becomes appropriate? When she's walking a lot around by herself. Yeah. Like right she's now. She's still crawling and stuff. Yeah, she's very bad. <laughs> she's a skills. late bloomer. She's, huh. <laughs> she's in a stroller. She, she hasn't spoken yet. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what her first words are. Is it going to be mommy, I daddy, know, it's so Joshua, I cannot wait. Egypt? Egypt. <laughs> Who is my da- real dad? But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not until she's like going off on her own, really. Like she's going to be someplace for a few nights or something. 
Well, no. I mean, when she has, for, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to my friend's house. Be back in a few hours. Yeah. I mean, even then, like, the parent. But that, in those cases where she's walking around, maybe she and her friends are going to go do a thing. Yeah. But even when she's walking to and fro school, well, maybe when she's doing that. And that could be as soon as next Did she walk to school? No, right? Hmm? She doesn't walk to school yet. Not right? yet. She's not quite good at looking when she crosses <laughs> do you do you find because i've um in going to a lot of therapy uh the last year <laughs> i wow. found that uh-huh. the things that truly upset me about my parents specifically my mom are the exact same things that you do i do like my yes. mom that's the way th- yes. that's the way your brain works it's it's so f- like like so my things are i'm a little controlling about weird things like picking restaurants and bars my mom is yes. a fucking psychopath about. It. She's like me times like whatever you think of me, Mike, which I know is low. It's not good. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, times that by ten, and my mom is just as she's pushier than me. She's a, a bigger weirdo about it, bigger dick about it, and it's like, it's very bizarre. Like, do you see anything that you sort of pull that your daughter's doing? Well, right now? I would say I project on her things that I fear. Uh, will happen to her that happened to me. So like, for example, if I, I might be overprotective about certain things that I felt pain for in my life. Like what? So she is texting her best friend in California. And if her nine-year-old best friend doesn't text back right, right away, I'm like, oh my God, what if she doesn't like her? What if she, yeah. <laughs> like, they're nine. <laughs> what am I doing? Care. She's probably digging and her if nose. She, if she does text back, I'm like, just chill, honey. You don't have to text right back. I'm like, yeah. whoa, what am I doing? Ice her. Yeah. So that's clearly in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So I've tempered that. And then um, I don't, the things that I don't like about her are things that I did as a kid that maybe I wish I hadn't done. Like she, of course, like any child loves to watch TV. Of course. That is not weird. Yeah. But I get into like, it upsets me when I'm like, why don't you want to do other things? You have a life to live. You have legs (laughs) to use and walk. And I'm I'm like, I, and I think about it. I'm like, I did none of those things. I'm fine now. Like, why am I obsessing? But maybe I'm sad that that's all I was doing. I don't know. It's, it's well, you, you have like grander plans for your kids. Like I, I imagine if I had a yeah. kid, I'd be like, I would not oh, my kid's eating nothing but greens and grains. That is very hard to pull off. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah, because they're surrounded by monsters who are like, I went to Burger King again because my dad loves me. Yeah. And you're like, God fucking damn it. I've been trying to keep this kid on juices and greens his entire well, life. Yeah, and then you meet all these parents who are like, maybe my kid does And then I'm like, I don't know if you're really being honest about your life with your child. Oh, they're like super kid? Bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, my kid just spent the hours reading and writing his memoirs. Right. And you're like, well, my kid watched Better Call Sal for <laughs> four hours. <laughs> <laughs> we should wrap this up. Uh, I think I did a pretty good job of playing uh, Knowing Julie Katakis. Uh, everyone's going to want to know <laughs> we'll have why to have we you back. did that. So <laughs> next time we have you back, we'll, have, we'll do a real like, Knowing Julie yeah, Katakis. people want to know. Yeah, people Mike, need I, to know. I, I, I know this, <laughs> we all went around. What are the things that you see yourself doing that y- you saw your parents do when you were growing up? Uh, overeating. Uh-huh. Um... Saying "son of a bitch, bastard," <laughs> like my dad, uh-huh. um, and just general like um, sort of depression, but not thinking it's depression. Like, what did your parents think? Like, they just—I think my parents both sort of like hide a little bit. 
Yeah. And I think I do that too. Unless I, unless somebody is like, come on, man, like get the fuck, get out of this hole that you're in. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Yes. See that. All right. We got to go. <laughs> Julie, plug whatever you'd like. I want to thank our guest, Julie. Julie, is there something you'd like to plug? Nope. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Nothing? No, I got The sign of a busy working comedian. You know, check me on social media. I don't really use it much anymore. <laughs> Follow me on Insta. Um, uh, oh, well, I don't really post much <laughs> on it. You're, you're not you're not doing a good job oh. <laughs> promoting yourself. <laughs> ah. Julie's very funny, and if you follow her on mm. Instagram at the weird weird Julie, Julie. you don't remember your handle? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness! I know it's the weird Julie. I don't know what to put what, more selfies. I don't know what to put on. <laughs> selfies are fine. <laughs> well, oh. how about this? If you want to see funny photos of a very sweet comedian and her daughter, sometimes and like six cats and a dog, uh, oh. please follow her. At the Weird Julie, um, I you can follow me at the Fart Box on Instagram and at Justin Perez on Twitter. And I'm at Mike Coscarelli. Thank you for listening to Triple P, everybody. We really appreciate it. Uh, we will catch you next week with more shenanigans. Goodbye. Ooh.